Good morning, and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes, and today I'm joined by Connor. Good morning. Happy Better Call Saul Day, Connor. It's coming back today, right, as we're recording this. Of course, the episode is airing a couple days from now, but on the, the date of this recording is the uh, the return of everybody's favorite television series, uh, Better Call Saul. Are you excited? Um, hmm. No. Huh, I guess, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just a no. <laughs> I don't huh? know. I, I, you know, I feel like Better Call Saul, like, it was it was really good at, at the beginning, and then it kind of is, uh, it's kind of just become a lot of uh, fan service stuff from from the greatest, from probably the best series that was made in this kind of format, Breaking Bad. You know, it's obviously mm-hmm. a spinoff of Breaking Bad. You know, Brian Cranston uh, show. It's. Uh, I don't know. So I, I guess with, with TV, most shows have like the way they make most shows is they have a Bible of like an idea of what the show is, but they don't right. know how they, they don't know how they, they they know the concept, but they don't know where they're going in the show. And it kind of develops right, yeah. over time. And yeah, a lot yeah. of the time, I think that that just doesn't work. And it ends up leading to an ending that's usually not satisfying. Mm-hmm. Uh, characters mm-hmm. leave the show because maybe they get a new contract new work they have to you know awkwardly too yeah, because yeah, it's because yeah. it's, it's, it's not a show that's like you know one story each episode you know yeah it's that, like that's it's, the main problem it, with serialized television it's that be- right. because there's it, it keeps on going at some point the the overall structure of the story starts to look very very strange right um, yeah and, but, and yeah. honestly breaking bad was the only show like ever I think that followed that format that was serialized that was over that many years that I think really was strong like the whole way yeah I don't know what your opinion is but I think that the last season of Breaking Bad feels like it's telling its own story a little bit compared to the first four seasons which felt like it was building towards a certain thing like the last season of Breaking Bad introduces a lot of characters who end up being like the primary antagonists of the season um to the point where, like, it, it almost feels like that the story of that season is its own story a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not a huge like you know Breaking Bad's ending is the greatest thing ever kind of guy. I think it's it's fine. It's but, probably but, about but as good of an ending as it, you can get for a serialized TV show. One, yeah, can you think of yeah. one better? I mean, no, no. I, can't. I mean, like, my I, I'm I've I've been a TV hater for a very long time now. Um, I. I, I I was off the Game of Thrones train like two seasons before everybody else, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've I've always had a problem with just like serialized TV. I don't think it's a, it's a great a great like thing compared to just a nice a nice movie, you know, one story in the course of two hours or so. Much easier to tell a very well structured story in a shorter form. Um, everybody always talks about how oh, but TV is so good for you know charting the growth of characters over time and say so, yeah i guess that's true but books are good at that too and they tend to be better at it than tv shows because tv shows you have to invest such a ridiculously long amount of time into for something that's ultimately going to be pretty disappointing in the end 95 percent of the time yeah. so it just feels like it's it's like i don't know i'm not a huge fan of tv i guess to like bring it back to better call saul though which, which came back it's like a spin-off series of one of the characters you know saul goodman in in Breaking Bad that I think it really started off really good at the beginning. It was a slower oh, sure. pace yeah. and it 
I, I enjoyed like the story that they were telling, although it, it did feel different from Breaking Bad a little bit, you know, and like the the character you were pointing this out in just a separate like chat that we were having that the character feels pretty different. You know, the, oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. The, this character that Bob and Bob Odenkirk plays and Bob Odenkirk's amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it does feel like a different character. And they did introduce some uh, some some different you know protagonists in in better call saul that were really strong particularly uh the actor who played his his brother who was who was in that movie oh, best yeah, in yeah. show McKean, and spinal tap yeah. michael mckean yeah i don't know why i couldn't think of his name because he's an amazing actor but he played his brother in the show and was so good and then you know he wasn't always in the show i guess yeah but <laughs> once once he left the series the the show like it, like like it's tr- it's a hundred percent true that he needed to leave the series in the way that he did, yes. <laughs> avoiding spoilers as much as possible. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, it it, need- it needed to happen for the story, but the the show just could not come up with any way to fill that void that was compelling, in my opinion. No, they um, didn't. I mean, instead, the, instead, what they did he was, was they, they, so good. You he know? was so great, and and like even the best scenes in the show, because you 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 kind of stop watching, but the best scenes in the show are the ones where they. Bring- where he's he's in the show still like they yeah they give a flashback like a, or something he becomes, or he becomes like a, a recurring like a guest spot you know and those yeah. scenes like oh yeah remember when the show had him yeah <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just you wish he was back you know but like what they did instead of in his place was they just brought in characters that were from Breaking Bad more and just kind yeah. of built their storylines that just really were not interesting or just plot points that were in Breaking Bad that was like remember this remember yeah, this yeah, character yeah. there's a lot like, of that there's a lot of that. Yeah, and it's just not, and all, all, all the while, I feel like they didn't do the progression quite well with the Saul Goodman character, who's, you know, basically it's like a kind of a shady guy who then is supposed to, you know, who's supposed to become like this, this really crooked lawyer at the end who we know, yeah, yeah. And, who we know and love actually in Breaking Bad, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just like this bad criminal lawyer, you know, greaseball who yeah. loves what he is. <laughs> too and that's yeah. what's endearing about him where the character that we get in better call saul he's he's much more of a tragic figure that doesn't really have yeah. as as this kind of like i don't know it seems like well yeah to me it's like really hard to to go from this kind of like i i guess jimmy mcgill of of better call saul is like like you said he's a tragic figure he, he has a heart of gold but he keeps getting tempted by this like other kind of lifestyle that he that he's also attracted to um of you know criminal activity and just kind of like acting outside the law despite being a lawyer so he, he's he's got like kind of crooked morals but deep down there's like there's a goodness to him and like it's it, to me that feels like a really really hard thing to go from that to somebody who is just like plain crooked you know like i just don't see that that character like, I don't I don't understand what story you can tell to make that descent make sense. Well, I'd also know? like maybe if they could like I'm a little more of like believe believing that they could have than you are. Like, I can't believe that this is the last season already, because I don't think this character has moved that much. Yeah, he doesn't you know, look since like the he's beginning. there. Yeah. We're not even yeah. close. Like we didn't see that kind of like that arc like like Walter White, you know, yeah, in Breaking yeah, yeah. Bad. You saw him go from like you saw his progression. Like and you believed well. every every step of the way, you know. Yeah. Like it, it it made perfect sense for that character. Like he was he, he was always just kind of like a step away from going down a really dark path. But but I don't know. Jimmy McGill just feels like I, I can un- I understand what they're trying to do. It just 
there's something about that descent that makes less sense to me than a descent into just like criminal activity like Walt did. I, I don't know. I just feel like Jimmy McGill at his heart is too good of a person. Yeah. To and, and just it's like, like completely get rid of all of that for the, the, well, the more the cartoon too, character of Breaking Bad. Right. Back. But it's also, it's too quick of a amount of amount of time because it doesn't take that Like even the start of the Better Call Saul doesn't take place like too long before Breaking Bad starts. So he That's becomes true. that, yeah. he becomes that character like really quickly. You know, yeah. like we we see all the character, like a lot of the characters in Breaking Bad in Better Call Saul, like only a handful of years before we get those the events of Breaking Bad. So this yeah. guy has a pretty big life change, you know. If, if that's yeah, I the guess case. he does. I guess he yeah, does. Well, yeah. I guess maybe maybe we'll find out in uh, in the new season. <laughs> you know, maybe we will. Maybe well, I won't. You'll tell me what happens. I'm gonna I'm, watch I'm probably, it. I I'm still I still watch. enjoy it in. Uh, in some capacity, even though I've been I mean, there, there, very there disappointed was a time, in the last two seasons. Yeah, I, th- there was a time when I was really, really into Breaking Bad and really into like Better Call Saul, and I just thought those guys were the ones who had TV mostly figured out. But I don't know. It just definitely have kind of kind of fallen off for me a little bit. And, you know, I, I've taken refuge back in uh, in the, the, the cinema, you know, the, the movies. Don't we love movies? Movies are great, aren't they, Connor? We do. Movies are great. Yep. Um, and, and you know what? How about we talk about a movie today that's one of those movies, you know, that when you watch it, you're like, ah, now I remember why I love movies, you know, because sometimes you forget, you know, you see, you see a bunch of movies that are, that are pretty good and that are, that are you know, whatever. Oh, that was, that was nice. That was pretty good. Then you watch a movie like this movie that we're going to talk about and you're like, oh, oh man, I, I, th- this is what, it, this is why I fell in love with movies in the first place. Um, and, and of course I'm talking about, um, a movie from 1960 called the apartment. I'm directed by Billy Wilder. Uh, so I, 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 this is like, it seems kind of random to bring this up out of nowhere, but, uh, it didn't completely come out of nowhere. This movie's been on my radar for a really long time. It's well known as like one of the like classic movies of, of Hollywood. Um, and I, I've always kind of wanted to watch it just because of the reputation um, but it, for, for whatever reason, it's like, it took me until now, I, you know, it's, I'm taking that class and we watched another Billy Wilder movie called Double Indemnity, which we talked about a little bit on the show, um, a couple of weeks ago. And I just thought, you know, now's the time. Let's, let's watch some more Billy Wilder movies. Let's watch The Apartment. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of those ones checking a box off the list. I want to see this movie, but oh my God, I could not believe how much I absolutely loved it. Like that's one mm-hmm. of those movies that like <laughs> instant favorite movie of all time tier just everything about it is perfect like i i like this i can't say enough about how much i absolutely love this movie so i had i was immediately after i watched it i was like oh oh my god connor you gotta watch this you gotta watch this right away this is my favorite thing about old movies man it's like it, it, there's like an endless amount of classics that through your entire lifetime you won't watch all of them and you'll just be surprised when there's ones like oh yeah i never watched that one i'll watch that one and you're just like oh yeah that's one of the best movies ever made it's great yeah yeah it's true so true and and if you like those those actors or actresses or directors you can follow that you can follow what they did next or what they did before oh, yeah. and like you have Absolutely. their entire filmography so you see where it starts and where it ends uh, yeah, funnily you, enough if, i did uh i did watch uh sunset boulevard after i watched the apartment because i was like all right i gotta 
I got to familiarize myself a little bit more with Billy Wilder. Of course, Sunset Boulevard is one of David Lynch's favorite movies. Yeah, I, know. Like, I was just going to say, like the, yeah. The three yeah. movies that he brings up that are yeah, like his when, favorite when, Yeah, when Dave, well, I mean, think, who was the one character in Sunset Boulevard that that uh, David Lynch based himself on in yeah, I don't um, even think it's, it's I don't even think it's a character that you see in no in no movie, it's just a but name they, they yeah, talk about name, Gordon yeah. Cole Gordon, Gordon Cole, Cole yeah yeah that's yeah, right yeah that's a, <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah he always brings up uh you know Billy Wilder in but but you can see that too like the styles are there like in oh, terms yeah, of yeah, like what, what Billy Wilder brings and like his interaction with actors and like it it's uh I don't know. It, it's uh, it's great, and, and then just Billy Wilder in, in general. Like I think he's just so cool. He basically fled. He was like from Germany. Yeah. Like a he was like a silent movie guy in yeah. from the 30s, and then fled fled the country, and then you know was going to make movies, and he did. <laughs> yeah, he came to America and just you know kind of took over, making tons and tons of classic movies. I think the before this one, like the 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 other like big like romantic movie, maybe some like it hot. Which I haven't seen in a very long time, but that's another like, like that, that, that's what you would call like a classic romantic comedy, um, right? And, and also stars uh, and that also and Jack, Jack Lemmon. He's Jack also Lemmon. in this, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, so so Connor, what what did you think about this? Because I just kind of told you to watch this randomly. Um, so and I, but I I had a suspicion that you would like it a lot just because of the <laughs> subject matter and like the 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 New York setting and everything about it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you were correct <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. I mean, it, it's awesome. So I'll maybe I'll just describe it real quick. Sure, so, sure. Uh, yeah, the the apartment is about an insurance clerk played by by Jack Lemon works in this you know this big corporate company. You know, with everybody has their own desk and typewriter, and they're all just like. Mm-hmm you know manning desks and just uh, mm-hmm. punching away <laughs> uh, incredible so, set by the way like just oh, an unbelievably just, good set like the movie opens with us seeing that it's it's like a it's just a instantly like etched in your brain but i mean look, okay so i mean if we, look we can we can do this about the whole entire movie so like the movie <laughs> like brings you in immediately too because i don't know if you noticed this kind of thing too. i mean you probably did right, right away like it, it brings you right to that set and it got it does like the the narration of Jack Lemon, which felt yeah, very yeah. like Martin Scorsese in my head. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is like, he probably was inspired by this kind of style too. And like, we oh, did, it could be, yeah. You know, like you think this, of Wolf like, of Wall Street a little bit, like yeah, exactly. very similar like, kind the, of uh, office. Yeah. Setting. Like the way, yeah. The way he's kind of like giving you the, the like the, the idea, but then he also, there's also like Mickey mousing with the, this, the, the music, like the score mm-hmm. when the typewriter is going, like you see his oh, head yeah, just yeah. kind of like go, like, you know, I'm like, oh, I, this is going to be I great. Was, I just yeah. know, like there's so much style to this already. And I, there's, I haven't even seen anything, but uh, yeah, so he's, he's, an, he's an insurance clerk who's trying to like climb the corporate ladder. You know, he's like, he's a go-getter, I guess. So, you know, he's going to yeah. do what you do what he wants, do what, do what it takes to get, uh, get up the chain. So he's a younger guy. Uh, so he, the way he does that is he lets the more like senior executives use his Upper West Side apartment to conduct their extramarital affairs. <laughs> so, like so the these you know these executives who are you know cheating on their wives, he lets them use his apartment, <laughs> and like. <laughs> In return, yeah. they kind of bump him up. They, they, yeah, you know, yeah they give him good they, performance review. You know, yeah, he's he's a top performer. He's in the top ten of the performance <laughs> of whatever, and goes up the chain. And uh, it's such a the, beautifully cynical thing about yeah. like corporate America. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's it's terrible, but you know it and it fits so like you you it's so believable too. But I also just love how all of these like like everyone in the movie, including him, 
don't actually care about the work they do or anything at all. <laughs> they don't talk it's... about it ever. It's so funny to me. Every single scene we see like in the office with any of the people that work there, they're never talking about their jobs. No, they're never. always just talking about co- coordinating like getting into the apartment and poor Jack Lemon is like looking at his schedule to like find out how he can get like all of these people in at different times. <laughs> it's just oh, oh that God, scene is so, so good where you see him with the with the Rolodex like when yeah. you see scheduling uh, <laughs> like people for yeah and he, has, he has to like change the time but it overlaps with somebody else's time so he has to call that guy and he's like oh but I need to use it this time my wife is doing this was, like, <laughs> all of those all of the senior executives are like the most buffoonish guys too it's so funny yeah but okay so then i guess the other aspect of the movie is that it's a you know he's he's attracted to an elevator operator who is uh, shirley mcclain a huge movie star uh and he doesn't know that that she's having an affair with uh his like the the big boss of the, the, of the company yeah uh, who, who is fred is, mcmurray uh, fred mcmurray um, yeah who was also in double indemnity i think like it's so interesting fred mcmurray like I, I've never seen him in anything but double indemnity in this, but apparently his image was like of the clean cut, like American dad type image for pretty much every, every other thing that he was in, except for double indemnity in the apartment, the two Billy Wilder things where he plays just like a totally reprehensible guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, he, he is like, honestly, like one of the characters that sticks out in my, in my brain the most, just because of how like, subtly sinister he is in like every aspect of his performance he, he's phenomenal i mean the, the the three of them are are unbelievably good in this movie um like it, it's it's one of the strongest like casts you could ever find in in a movie honestly yeah it, it it's tremendous but i mean i don't even know where where do you even begin because it's just the whole thing i guess the i guess the most important thing too is just how well written it this this is oh like yeah, every, yeah. It's everything is like set yeah. up like beautifully but like not but done so subtly that it's not doesn't feel like oh well that's coming back you know it's yeah, just, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like like perfectly woven in like excellently just mm-hmm. uh i don't know I, I, even like the dialogue like the way the the characters kind of like learn from each other or pick up mm-hmm. pick up their their lines like the move the mm-hmm. big movie poster it says movie wise there has never been anything like the apartment Love wise, laugh wise, and otherwise, and that's because yeah, like yeah. The, the like that there's that one character at the beginning who's one of like his bosses or managers or whatever who like would say everything with wise at the end, and then you see that he starts picking it up, and yeah, he starts yeah, yeah, to yeah. say it, and then Nick, you know, then she says it towards the end. Uh, it's, oh, that, there's uh, something about that I find so adorable. I don't know why <laughs> at the end, yeah, especially, no, it like, is. it's just it's so it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's just. <laughs> It's great. Well, one other thing <laughs> we could talk about the uh, the I, I don't know if this is like maybe this is my favorite way a movie can look that I've ever I've ever seen, which is black and white cinemascope. I don't know what it mm. is about that, but the the super widescreen frame in black and white. There's something so unbelievably beautiful about that to me. Like the, the other examples I can think of off the top of my head were Kurosawa movies, right? Like talked about the Hidden Fortress on the show another movie that's shot in black and white cinemascope um, or Yojimbo or something like that. And there's just something about it that's like, when you, when you have a master filmmaker who really knows how to use that frame, which these guys totally did, especially a guy like Billy Wilder coming from the silent era, really understands like the frame in a very, very clear way. Like there, there's something about that that's just so unbelievably beautiful to me. Like there's so many, the, the cinematography in this movie is just gorgeous. 
I, I, I was in heaven watching this this the entire time. There's like, there's too many scenes to point out of just expertly composed shots that are so fascinating to look at. Um, there's there's a really really good part, and yeah, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like if you haven't seen the movie, and I know it's from 1960, so you've had a lot of time, but uh, I don't I don't spoil anything. But there's a great bit of suspense where. I guess we could say there's something waiting for for Jack Lemon in his apartment when he comes back home one night, and the 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 way that it, you can work with that frame is like he comes into the apartment. We just hold on like a wide shot, and in his bedroom, the door the door is closed, but there's something in his bedroom that's going to be a very significant problem when he discovers it, right? And so he comes into the into the like the room with this woman that he's picked up, and you just see the door to the bedroom in the back of the frame the entire time while he's just kind of moving around his apartment you know putting his keys down taking his jacket off you know putting some music on you know kind of seeing evidence of uh one of the the trysts that's been there recently and everything mm-hmm. but the entire time you're looking at that door because you know oh my god <laughs> when is he gonna go in that door because he needs to find what's back there and it's just one of those like beautiful cinematic visual storytelling things perfect like little bit of suspense Hitchcock would have loved it. Actually, Hitchcock yeah, I, was a big fan of this movie. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure he was. Yeah. Like the what is that called? Germat the Germanic irony, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. There's that's so like much the, of that in that's this. The key too. to suspense. In, yeah, there's in movies. Yeah, there's there's tons of this too. And like, funnily enough, the uh, I sound like you saying funnily enough. I I never have said that before <laughs> until I've listened to like you say it on these stupid shows all the time. That we uh, do. Maybe that's but, maybe that's one of my catchphrases. <laughs> I think it is actually. Uh, this movie. Uh, what came i guess came out the same year as psycho and it did yeah it, yeah it yeah. actually beat psycho for yeah, uh, was, for for funnily directing enough, yeah. funnily enough as i, I say um <laughs> professor leach actually <laughs> told me that when i brought up the apartment to him the other day oh after really? class yeah. and he's like oh yeah that's the movie that beat psycho for best picture it's a great movie um, yeah well yeah, actually i think definitely... actually i think i think it beat him for for best uh director i don't i don't know if psycho got direct got uh nominated for best picture but doesn't oh, maybe that's this, what it was yeah i yeah. guess the point is that this movie just like swept all billy wilder swept all the the awards of uh, oh yeah best yeah. director best picture and then best best writing or best screenplay or whatever and i think i i actually read uh, this that uh him and his, and his co-writer uh, il diamond i, I guess yeah, yeah. it was uh they both accepted the award together and their acceptance speech was uh they just thanked each other and then just walked off the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a lot is, like uh, the the Joe Pesci Oscar speech. He just gets up there and is like, "Yeah, thank you very much," and he just leaves. <laughs> that's that's a good Oscar yeah, speech right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, that's uh, how it's done. Yeah, it's just, it's just so funny. I just like I, there's so many things about this that are just uh, gosh, like just amazing. I like the, I like that all the bosses call him Buddy Boy because his buddy name. Boy. Has, <laughs> come on buddy boy <laughs> okay because his name is like, what has buddy boy yeah. done for us lately <laughs> yeah exactly it's just it just cracks you up all the characters and like the doctor his his neighbor who's just like who thinks he's this this playboy you know yeah, this, it's, such a, it's so good because <laughs> they're all using his room and they're hearing like all through the night like all this craziness that's going from like his his room but what's so cool about these the all these characters too is they're there's they they're all so real and feel like uh i mean obviously everything is you know it's a movie so they're it's exaggerated but they feel like real people that are flawed like every one oh, of yeah. them even, yeah, even jack lemon shirley mcclain every single one of them and like i i also really liked how you know how buddy boy or baxter you know like yeah, yeah. jack jack uh jack lemon's character he's he's like too proud 
to like admit what's actually going on to like anybody and even to himself i think like with the with the doctor or you know all Mm -hmm. the others who think that he's like some playboy and he's like trying to Mm -hmm. believe in himself in his head but really he's just some like sad guy who's like when he actually does get access whenever he does get access to his apartment he's just like sitting there and watching like tv but can't really even watch or enjoy because he's just getting overwhelmed with the commercials and advertisements and stuff you know he's a really lonely guy you know (laughs) yeah it's uh you know and i don't he doesn't even realize that he's just so consumed which i guess is a is a comment on like uh corporate oh yeah america really which is just that you're just so consumed in like your career and just trying to make it up the ladder at all costs you know and for him even in particular his work doesn't even matter mm-hmm. it's just like he's, yeah, yeah. he's sacrificing his personal life and his own like home <laughs> to <laughs> just do this uh, it's interesting though because that 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 whole concept is so fascinating and it came from like apparently like, there's another movie called brief encounter that billy wilder saw which there's just like a very like brief part in the movie where the two lead characters um use a friend's apartment to conduct an affair and like the, that movie has nothing to do with like the the character who owns the apartment. Billy Wilder was sitting there thinking like, what kind of guy would would offer his apartment for this, you know? <laughs> but that that's such an interesting hook because it, the, what kind of guy might do that? Well, maybe a guy who's trying to climb the corporate ladder, you know? Right. Maybe a guy who's like, who's, it's too nice to say no, so he keeps getting more people, you know? And a guy who's kind of lonely himself. So it, it ends up being like a very very dense and compelling character. Um, and yeah, it, it's a very funny character too. And it, a lot of that, of course, owed to Jack Lemmon's performance. He's just like, so, <laughs> just, I can't get the image of him like straining spaghetti with a tennis racket out of my head. Like the way he lives like that. Like, just singing his dopey song or like, in, yeah. da, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, so goofy. But I mean, I, I think one thing that I was looking up to because you know the movie had like a like a, a good explanation for it, which is why would these executives think that they had to use like someone's like apartment rather than like mm-hmm. a hotel or anything like that? But apparently, yeah, back, right. back in in the day of this you know this time period, if if they if a hotel ever got the reputation of like uh, taking on like clients who who were coming in just for for this kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. for affairs like quick things like this then that that would like attract like the hookers to the uh sure yeah, the, yeah. the hotels and everything and it would ruin the hotel so the hotels would have like detectives who would like be banging on yeah. doors to like make it stop so like yep. you had to be and, and like it would just like you know it would blow their cover and then that it would be over so they had to be like a sneakier way to uh you know to do like uh this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah it just... was mentioned in the uh the commentary track i listened to after i watched the movie um, there's, there's a lot of interesting things just as a time capsule um, from the time, the th- things that like today might might read kind of like bizarre or interesting, but then you think back in the time and actually like it makes a lot of sense based on uh, you know what what the what the time period was like. But yeah, I, I think the vast majority of of the movie is like very universal. I think. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But even like things like that, like I there was a setup like there, one of the scenes where there it's like New Year's Eve or something and Mm -hmm. like this one character is uh you know he is divorced and you know i'm not gonna say what's going on exactly but he's divorced and like why would why would he need access to the apartment 
And then I'm like, oh, well, it's New Year's Eve. And he's like, they, they have, the script explains that. And like, oh, it's New Year's mm-hmm. Eve. He couldn't get a hotel room. And this is like a last mm-hmm. second thing because he's just like some yep. guy who's like just kind of using this, you know, this poor girl, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, that make, makes perfect sense. So that's what I mean about the script being so tight, though. Like that yeah, everything yeah. is like no, explained yeah. like perfectly to yeah. like, uh, I, I mean, it's just. But not, not, e- not in a way that like feels like the movie feels like it's going out of its way. It just It's just one of those perfect scripts. Right, like, right. I, I really, yeah, like, exactly. I can't think of anything in this movie that I didn't just think was absolutely perfect, you know? Like, it's it's so perfectly tuned. And it's, it's interesting, because critically, I don't even think it was that well-liked at the time, because um, critics just didn't get it. I think the uh, the, the way that the... It, it, obviously, this is not that unusual now, but the way that the movie just bounces between tones, um, like, you know, obviously, it's a very funny movie, but it's also a very dramatic movie movie in some parts. Um, very, you can sometimes go to some very, very dark places. And I think critics at the time were just kind of like weirded out by that because they weren't used to seeing such big swings. But of course, nowadays, that's, that's not something that we think of as, as unusual. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like it, its reputation has, has grown over the years. And yeah, and uh, I feel like they don't, they don't even really classify it correctly now. Like I'm looking at this just description here and it says it calls this a romantic comedy, but I don't really know if that's... like, <laughs> it's certainly an element of it you could easily call romantic comedy but there's so much more to it like it's it's it doesn't fit into a, a clear box it's just one of those like i, I don't know I, I think it's a it's a very very special fantastic movie and i think everybody owes it to themselves to uh to see it just for something that's like it, it i i don't think that a, a movie story can get any any better than, than something like this honestly like it, I, I was just completely floored the entire time and wanted to watch it again like right after i watched it the first time just to appreciate it further so yeah that, that, it's my highest endorsement for a movie like this the apartment is fantastic definitely go check it out yep apartment's great completely agree 